Hello and welcome to Rocky Fortune from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Presenting Frank Sinatra, transcribed as Rocky Fortune. NBC presents Frank Sinatra, who stars as that footloose and fancy-free young gentleman, Rocky Fortune. Hi. Say, if you have vacationed up in the Casco Mountains, you've probably heard of Mama Greenspan, the best cook between the Waldorf and Grossingers. Mama runs Greenspan Villa, which was quite the place to go before son Larry started to gamble away the profits. I did a hitch there as assistant social director a couple of years back, and last week I got a call from Mama asking me to pinch hit for a few days so she could find a new social director. Before I got through, I was not only a social director, I was almost a funeral director at my own death. Pardon me, lady. Is uh, this the Waldorf Astoria? Is this... Rocky! Rocky, my boy. How are you, Mama? Oh, let me look at you. Mm. Ah, you're just the same. Nothing but flesh and bone. <laughs> Come in the kitchen. I'll fix you something. I just ate, Mama. No, 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 no. You, you force yourself. Come on, Doc. Tell me, uh... How come you need a social director all of a sudden? Well, the last director eloped with one of the guests without so much as a howdy-doody. Here. Sit. I'll snack you. Now, look, let's keep it down to six or seven courses, Mama. Tell me uh, about this job. What do I do? How many guests have you got? Well, for the last week, all we had was old Mr. Siegel in 212 and Mrs. Rafferty, the fat lady, from 216. But all of a sudden, yesterday comes a Mr. Martin. And an hour later, a young girl from Flatbush. Such a pretty little thing. Your eyes could fall out from looking on her. With such a pickup in business, I thought, Mama, good times is coming back again. You should get a social director. And you figured I was out of work, so you called oh, me. I don't pay much, but at least you'll, you'll eat good until you find something more substantial. Mama, you're absolutely wonderful. How's Larry? Larry? You remember your son. We used to play handball together when I worked here, remember? Oh, that Larry. Well, what's the matter, Mama? Oh, everybody has his own troubles. Why should I make mine yours? Come on now, tell me about it. Well, I... I, I guess you knew Laurie ain't exactly a dependable boy. Not a bad boy, understand, but... But after Papa died, he, he started to go with bad fellas, and, and he gambled. And one thing led to another. Yeah, I, I read where he got sent up for a year. Uh, only six months he was there. And when he came out a few weeks ago, he was a changed boy. Mama, he said, from now on, the straight and crooked path. No more gambling. I'm going to get a job. He said it right here in this kitchen. So? So he tried to get a job, and nobody would take him. So he got mixed up again, and... And what? And they're looking for him to kill him. Oh, Rocky. Now, take it easy, Mama. Take it easy. Who's looking to kill him? Oh, the man who came yesterday. Uh, Mr. Bugsy Martin. How do you know this? Uh, how do I know? Larry called me on the telephone, and... And asked me if Bugsy Martin was here, and he said Bugsy Martin was after him, and I shouldn't say I heard from him. Period. Did he, uh, 
Did he tell you why this guy is after him? You read in the newspaper where the federal payroll was held up last week? The post office job. The post office job. Rocky, I think Larry was involved. Mm. What makes you think he was in on this job? Because the post office was in Albany. And I happen to know that Larry had a plane ticket for Albany the day before. Also, I know he was mixed up with those no-goodniks again. In other words, you don't really need a social director. In other words, I need a friend, Rocky. I need somebody who can help me in case Larry comes. Maybe you could talk some sense in him somehow. Maybe, Mama. I'll do what I can. But for now, you better introduce me to the guest, huh? Mama took me out on the porch where the three paying guests were rocking back and forth. The first was Bugsy Martin, a tough-looking character with a bulge under his arm where the artillery was stacked. Seated next to him was a fat lady dipping into a box of nuggets. And next to her was a very jazzy-looking blonde with a mind like Billy Dawn. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you should all meet our new social director, Mr. Fortune. This is Mr. Martin. Where's the matches? Hi. Mrs. Rafferty. Mrs. Rafferty is a widow. <laughs> Call me Gertrude. How are you, Gertie? And this is Miss Miller. Hello. What do I call you? Call me anytime. Are you for real? I mean, flesh and blood? <laughs> Mostly blood. You ain't, uh, married or anything. Uh-uh. Mind if I touch you? Steady now, I'm ticklish. Well, it isn't that I'm bold or anything, Mr. Fortune... But I have a one-week vacation, understand. My boss, Mr. Marcus, went to Florida. So I said to myself, Gloria, why not go to the mountains? Maybe I'll meet some young man and, and I'll have a little fun and meet a lot of people. And who knows? You might even make the acquaintance of somebody worthwhile. So? So I had to pick a week when every place was booked up except here. <laughs> For two days now, I've been sitting on this rocking chair. Oh, I'm chair sick. You know, I haven't even seen a delivery boy. Oh, I'm so glad to see you. No, 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 just a minute, honey. Teddy, I'm not looking to settle down a flat bush and raise kids. Who said anything about settling down? You're a social director? That's right. So direct to me. Oops. I'm just beginning to enjoy my new job when Mama comes out and interrupts me. It seems that old Mr. Siegel, who is not feeling well and can't leave his room, would like his lunch brought up. Whatever is wrong with old Mr. Siegel, it ain't stomach trouble because lunch consists of a half a dozen of Mama Greenspan's famous 12-pound blintzes, chicken soup with matzo balls, and a copy of Josephine Jackson's 10-day reducing diet. Come in. Mr. Siegel? Yes. Yes, put it down and get out. You ain't polite. Go, go. Maybe I should introduce myself. I'm Rocky Fortune, the new social director. Out. Anything you say, Sal... I'll just put the tray down here. I'm sorry the cover fell off. Clumsy ox. It's all right. I'll just put it back on and... Well, well. What is it? Excuse me, Mr. Siegel, but this note just fell out of one of the blinches. Give it to me. Sure, sure. Now get out. Not for a while. What? I said not for a while. You and me are going to converse first. Get out of here or I'll kill you. My, my, my. Do nice old men like you always carry 45s? Give me that. It... Let go. Drop it. My Drop arm, it. you break it. That's better. Now you can take off the phony beard, Larry. You punk. I had to kill you for this. Sit down. 
I said sit down. Can't lay off, will you? So you're the boy who was going to go straight. Did Mama tell you? She told me everything except that you were up here making like a panned guest. The note in the blintz told me that. Now, Bugsy, he kill me if he finds out. You better level with me, Larry. Unless you want him to find out. That's crazy. You won't believe me. Let's have it. Last week, Bugsy said he could get me a job driving a truck up in Albany. I went up. You didn't tell Mama. I wanted to surprise her. Go on. My first job is to deliver a load of furniture someplace, I thought. I pull the truck up right across the street from the post office and start moving the furniture into the house. Everything seems fine. All of a sudden, I hear shooting. I rush out. The street looks empty. I finish a job and start to drive to the next stop. Only I notice somebody has tossed a black bag into the truck. When I open it, a hundred grand in hot government money. Bugsy tossed the stuff into the truck and took off. I get scared. I ditched the truck and took off with the money, figuring I'd go to the cops. But you developed a case of sticky fingers. I couldn't get a job. It won't work, Larry. You know that. And also, if Bugsy and the guys don't get you, the federal agents will. I know. I've been trying to get up enough nerve to go to the cops. But then Bugsy showed up. Since then, Mama's been hiding me up here. Why didn't you just phone? Or have Mama phone? They're watching Mama like a hawk. Maybe they got the phones tapped. How do I know? One peep and they'd be up here with heaters. You still willing to go to the cops? Ain't got much choice now. All right. I'll get him for you. You stay here. Okay, Rocky. Don't change your mind. I won't. I leave Larry Greenspan in his room and head down to the kitchen to tell Mama the news. She's just tasting a ladle full of Kreplock soup when I come in. Mama. Oh, 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 you frightened me. I'm sorry. Listen, Mama, can I use the phone in your office? Why not? I just talked to Larry. Oh, you found out? Didn't you want me to? Come on, tell me, Mama. Hush, somebody could hear. So you met Mr. Siegel? Uh-huh. He says to call the gentleman with the blue suits and order one today. Oh, you're not joking, Rocky. Uh-uh, he's willing to turn over the money, too. Now, the main thing is to make sure that Bugsy doesn't... Shh, somebody's by the door. Hold it, hold it. Hi. Oh, excuse me. I just came in to see if there wasn't something in the icebox I could nosh before lunchtime. Help yourself. Here, here's a piece of strudel. Oh, that's fine. Thank you. Excuse me for interrupting. Perfectly all right. You were saying? I'll make the call. Keep Bugsy out on the porch. Anything you say. Oh, Rocky, I'm, I'm so happy he decided to go to the police. You have no idea. I hope they treat him good. Take it easy, Mama. We're not in the clear yet. I'm going to call a buddy of mine in the New York department. He's a slob, but he's an honest cop. I slip into Mama Greenspan's office on the first floor and get my thumb in the dial. Operator, I want the New York City Police Department. Person to person to Sergeant Hamilton J. Finger, first detectives. That's right. Yeah, I'll wait. <laughs> Hello, Hamilton. Rocky. Listen, how'd you like to be promoted to chief of detectives? I got the loot from the Albany post office job. Also, a friend of mine can finger the crooks for you. No, I'm cold sober. This is a nice guy who got made the patsy. Will you treat him decent? Good. I'm up at Mama Greenspan's in a borscht belt. 
You been? Okay, I'll see you. I hang up the phone and start to turn around, but in the middle of my turn, somebody drops a ton of stale bagels on the back of my skull, and I see the broadloom coming up to me. Rocky! Rocky, wake up! Hmm? Rocky, Rocky, please, wake up! Oh... What transpired? Well, the door was open. I came in and you were kissing the carpet. Are you all right? Yeah, except for a small dent in my brain. Oh, thank heaven. The only man at Greenspan's villa. Gloria. Gloria, somebody heard me making a very personal phone call and pulled me on the head. Did you see anybody around here? Not a soul. Rocky, why would somebody want to hit you? I think I know why, baby. What I want to know is who. I stagger to my feet and I'm on my way up to old Mr. Siegel's room for a conference when I run right into the arms of Sergeant Finger, which is like running into a wounded rhinoceros on the charge. Oh! Take it easy, Rock. You could get hurt. Oh, I don't usually bump into guys with concrete chests. What'd you do, take a rocket ship? Police helicopter. What's up? Come on, I'll show you this way. This better not be no wild turkey hunt, Rocky. Here's the room here. Mr. Siegel. Mr. Siegel. That's very funny. Is it? Yeah, we better give a look, huh? Yeah. Larry? Larry, where are you? Hey, Larry. He's gone. Now, ain't that just charming? Sarge, I'm telling you, the guy was here with a suitcase full of loot. Maybe he changed his mind, conked me, and took off. Sure, that's what happened. Fortune, I ought to blame you for getting me up here. I ought to put you in a freezer. I got a good mind to bend up your nose. Sarge, before you do, just so it shouldn't be a total loss. What? Come on down for a bowl of Mama Greenspan's chicken soup with matzo balls. I turned a good sergeant over to Mama in the kitchen and head back to her office to look around. I don't have to look for long. A second later, I'm nosing my way up the stairs like a bloodhound following a salami salesman home from work. Hello, Mrs. Rafferty. Oh, hello. What do you want? I brought you a little nosh. I beg your pardon? Here's the rest of the strudel Mama gave you out in the kitchen. You dropped it on the floor of the office when you hit me in the head. You're out of your mind. Look, sister. I know you heard me talking to Mama about that loot in old Mr. Siegel's room. You figured maybe you could grab off a small hunk, so you knocked me out and went up there. Only you're a very nervous eater, so you left a trail of strudel crumbs all the way up from my body to the room. What do you want? Where's the money? I don't know. Why don't you ask Larry? I will. And if you don't know anything about it, how do you know who Larry is? Well, uh, I just assumed... You just assumed you were talking to a schnook. Now look, miss. There's a homicide man downstairs right now. Are you going to level with me or do I turn you over to him? Please, please, no. I'm not a criminal. I've never done anything. Except what? I overheard you and Mama in the kitchen, and I put two and two together. So I I hit you and went up to 212. I I said if he didn't give me half the money, I'd tell Mr. Martin where he was hiding. Then what happened? 
He gave me $5,000. Mm. I never had that much money in my life. Uh, here. It's in this drawer. Take it. Please take it. I don't want it. I don't know what made me do it. And you don't know where he is? Oh, honest, I don't. He was still in the room when I left. Honest, Mr. Fortune. All right, sister. Now, look, you stay right here and hang on to this five grand until I get back with the law. And don't think you're going to pull a disappearing act. Matter of fact, you don't look like you're going to win any prizes in the Olympic dash. I leave Rafferty nervously munching her way through a pile of salted almonds and head for the kitchen to get Sergeant Finger. En route, I am mousetrapped by Gloria Miller. And she's got that look in her eye. Just like a chorus girl watching an elderly banker with a weak heart. Rocky. What? You haven't been directing my social life much. Uh, honey, it isn't that I'm not interested. I got a lot of things to do right now. How about uh, rowing on the lake for a while? Later, later, later. Ping pong? Later, honey. Want to get married? Later, I... What am I saying? Gloria, look, excuse me. I got things to do. What things? For old Mr. Siegel? For old Mr. Siegel. What's he got that I ain't? Honey, if you only knew. I bust into the kitchen where Hamilton Fingers just about to lower himself into his third bowl of chicken soup and tell him I finally got part of the loot. He pounds after me up to the widow Rafferty's room and we open the door. Now maybe you'll believe me when you see the lettuce patch this kid has in her bureau drawer. Open it. Okay, Mrs. Rafferty, here's the... Holy Hilda. You say you was just conversing with this party? A minute ago, Sarge. I'm telling you, I you was... You don't here... look like a very lively conversationalist, Rock. Not with that sash covered around her throat. The money, the money. It's gone. My, my. How unfortunate. For you. What do you mean, for me? Rocky Manvu, my pal, you've been giving me a lot of gas about crooks and loot and everything else, but so far all I've seen is this corpse, and all I know, the rest is just smoke to make it look like something else is going on. What are you talking about? I told you, you when I... You told kept... me, now I'm telling you. We're going down to the chateau to ask a few questions, and pal, you better have the answer. Sergeant, my old, my old pal, my buddy, I'd like to accompany you just for kicks, but a friend of a friend of mine is in bad trouble and he needs help. So for a short while... Fall down. The sergeant settles gracefully into a pile of blubber and I shut the door behind me. First stop is old Mr. Siegel's room and guess who I find there. Well, well. Oh, oh Rocky. Uh-huh. You looking for something, Gloria? Uh, no. No, I, I thought maybe you were here. Sure. So you were looking for me in the dresser drawers and under the carpet. You can't tell where you'll find a man sometimes. Say, that's very funny. Come on, what are you doing here? Honest, Rocky, I was looking for you. Who turned this room upside down? That's how I found it. Look at me. No, no, nobody could look that dumb and really not be dumb. All right, honey. Where's Mr. Siegel? A good question. What are you looking for? A hundred thousand clams. Ooh, would you mind if I helped? Not at all. It looks as if somebody else conducted a search, too. Let's try a few places they haven't looked. Mattress. Phone book. Nothing. What's on the tray? A pile of blintzes I took up to Mr. Siegel this morning. Looks like he never got a chance to eat them. That's wasteful. 
when I'm married, if my husband wastes food like that... <laughs> Listen to me talking when I'm married. I'm... I can't even get proposed to. What are you doing? Eating a blintz. <coughs> you get a bad one? <coughs> I got a bad one, all right. It's made out of dough, real dough. Five grand in each blintz. What do you know? Larry must have hid the money here after Mrs. Rafferty put the bite on him. Come on, honey, grab a few blintzes and let's go. Hold it. All right, Louie, drop the blintz. Get him up, the body is. Do like the man says, honey. Mind if I close the door? Might suddenly get drafty in here. And if somebody makes a move... Help yourself. Thought I gave this place a good going over. But I never would have looked inside a blintz for that kind of dough. <laughs> That's a joke. I know, I already made it and we laughed. You ain't never going to laugh again unless you tell me where Larry is hiding. You just heard the last laugh then, pal, because I don't know. Yeah? That's a good one, too. Listen, punk, I had to choke it out of the fat lady a little while ago. I'd just as soon do the same for you. Now, where is that double-crosser? She said he was hiding in here. You mean old Mr. Siegel? I mean Larry Greenspan. Now, start talking. Four score and seven years ago, our forefathers brought forth upon the earth. Oh, you're going to be a wise guy, huh? Okay, punk, you're asking for it. So are you, Bugsy, and you're going to get it right now. All right, Bugsy. Why, you... Larry, you okay? Yeah, wait till I check for ventilation. <laughs> I guess he missed it. I was beginning to wonder if you really wanted to hear the whole Gettysburg address before you came in with that fire escape. Well, to make sure you saw me out there. How'd you get there? When the fat lady said she'd squawk to Bugsy, I decided maybe I'd better get a change of room for an outside exposure. The cop get here? Finger, yeah. Poor soul, he's in 216, resting. Gloria, put down Bugsy's gun, you can get hurt. Thanks, but I just want to make sure I don't have any trouble. What do you mean, trouble? When I take the money. What? Hand it over, please, Rob. Uh, now, wait a minute, honey, what is this? What happened to the sweet little secretary who was looking for a man? Rocky, I have a confession to make. The man I was looking for is Larry Greenspan. Who is this tomato, Rocky? Well, up to now, I thought she was a man-eating barracuda from Flatbush. I am from Flatbush, Rocky, but I'm not a barracuda. Well, just who are you, baby, or what are you? I, um, I'm an agent for the United States Treasury Department. <laughs> Well, you can never judge a T-man by the rustle of his bustle, I always say. I say it, but it never does any good. After I recover from the shock of Gloria Miller turning out to be a female shamus, we revive the good Sergeant Finger and go down to break the news to Mama. That's the way it is, Mama. The good Sergeant here says Larry might even get off with a commendation. Oh, such a good boy. More blintzes, Sergeant? Well, thanks. Yeah, it's a couple. Oh, and you, miss? Well, thanks, but I I've got to get this money back to the authorities. Rocky, you'll have some. You got enough? Oh, I'll whip up some fresh dough. Well, wait a minute now. If it's all the same to you, this time make them with a the kind of dough you can't spend. That last batch was a little too rich for my taste. Now, to tell you about next week's transcribed adventure, here's Frank Sinatra as Rocky Fortune. Hi. There's an old saying, never look a gift horse in the mouth. But with pen and cheek, I now write me a new saying. Never look a gift blonde in the eyes. 
Uh, she was blonde because her hair told me so. That was the only proof I had. She didn't walk, she insinuated. She was from New Orleans and her name was Lou. And believe me, brother, Lou was no lady. When I saw her, I said to myself, I dig this babe. She almost dug me too, right into her grave. I'll tell you about it next week. Visit with Fibber, McGee, and Molly tonight on the NBC Radio Network. <laughs> 